All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are two friends who met in Korea, and we meet uh, every so often to discuss, dismember, and dissect. I think I did that backwards. Dissect, dismember, and discuss a horror movie. Today's episode is going to be the 2021 James Wan horror flick, Malignant, which is an extremely polarizing movie, surprisingly enough, generally from all the stuff online. But we'll dive into that in just a little bit. Andrew, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty great, man. Some nice weather outside, you know, life, life is going pretty good. I got to see a great movie called Malignant, and uh, I'm not watching uh, that movie Karen again, which is great. Uh, if, if you ever have the chance to watch that, please don't. It's really bad. Karen? I've never even heard of that one. Is that another horror movie that just came out? Or? It, it just came out. It's literally about a Karen. It's about, like, a, a black family who moves into, like, the rich suburbs and uh, is attacked, I guess, by, you know, an entitled rich white woman. Mm. It's, uh... It's, a, it's actually a cool premise, some cool concepts, but like very badly executed, terrible script, not good actors, um, but I would love to see a sequel. <laughs> uh, but it's a bad movie, so don't, don't watch it. Good to go. Sorry, I was just adjusting my mic right there. Uh, yeah, okay, so I definitely will not see Karen. That is the first bit of wisdom for our listeners out there. Yep. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. How about yourself? Oh, actually, you know what else I did do, Dan? I think I told you this. I finally secured, secured. I can't speak English today, a PS5. I I, I got one. I feel nice. really proud of myself. I, like, I don't know if I'll be as excited about actually having it as I will about like achieving that goal. I feel like the hunt is really fun, and I'm thinking I'm going to miss that high of trying to get one. So uh, I completely 100% agree. I understand that feeling very well. Did I ever tell you the story how I secured my PS5, like way back in December? You did not, no. Regale okay, me. so... So I joined one of those Discord uh, stack a lot ser- uh, stack trap servers, and basically it kind of like scans Twitter accounts and miscellaneous store pages. And whenever a PS5 comes into stock, it automatically alerts everyone in the server. Um, so I had that set up on my phone, uh, going on through. It was a really fun community, honestly, because every single time someone had a rumor about PlayStation 5's dropping at Best Buy at this time, the place would explode in just like content and rumors. The big joke was that everyone was a clown and we were all clowns because there were no PlayStation 5s out there and it was completely fake because no one could get one. Anyway, one week um, I got an alert on my phone probably about 7 a.m. I was up for some reason and I took a look and apparently Kohl's of all places had a PlayStation 5 in stock. So everyone jumped on that, and they were laughing because they were just like, Kohl's? Really? The place my mom shops at? Oh my god, This if Kohl's goes on through and secures as a PlayStation 5, I'm going to be so excited. Well, I did secure a PlayStation 5 through Kohl's. However, they canceled my order because they way, way, way understated the amount of demands, and they clearly did not have enough inventory. At that point in time, December of 2020, basically... You know, they were selling that within 10, 15 seconds, whereas Kohl's had it up for like a full 15 minutes. So that's what happens. Um, And the cool thing was Kohl's eventually did send me the email saying, sorry, we have to cancel your order. However, you can still keep the Kohl's cash. 
And I messaged my mom, and I was just like, what the hell's Kohl's Cash? Because I, I know she stops there a lot. And it's basically the rewards program, if you don't know. Um, it's as good as actual cash. It's just store credits, okay. basically. And I got $170 of store Ooh. credit for Kohl's just for securing a order for PlayStation 5 and then having it cancel on me. So, yeah. Bought myself a weighted blanket and a couple other unnecessary stuff, and it was pretty good. But well, then a week later, I got another Best Buy drop, and I managed to secure that one. And my cat actually woke me up because it was like a 3 a.m. drop. He woke me up for some reason, and I was just like, Taco, go back to bed, Taco. And then I saw a vibration on my phone, and I was just like, eh, what's this? Oh, shit! And I immediately ran to my computer and grabbed it. Wow, so you're saying Taco got you PS5. That's the <laughs> moral of the story. He did. He's sleeping right next to me, my little cat right here. We're going to... My girlfriend and I are going to adopt him a friend shortly. I'm really excited about that. In now October? That home, uh, yes, in October. Now that I'm home more with... Uh, now that I'm home more with this new job and I'm not traveling as much. We went to a cat cafe yesterday and it was so hard not to adopt all the cats. But you at least adopted three of them. That, that's the important thing. Yes, exactly. We were thinking about names. We're thinking about Meatball. We're thinking about Bean. We're thinking about... <laughs> I don't know, pasta, that sort of thing, just all food-related names. I feel like if you name it Bean, you should name it Beans, Finesse, instead of Bean. Yeah, and then if we adapt a third cat, it would be Ender. Exactly. And then Petra. There we go. What anyway. A, what a, be, bean is Ender's game. That's what I have to call him Beans. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. God, how could you? Singular, <laughs> he, he's a singular Bean in, in Ender's game. But this would be Beans because cat paws are Beans. That could make sense. Absolutely. Got All right, the cool. etymology. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the movie today. Uh, this is definitely, I feel, one of those movies where we are going to spoil it. We'll give you the warning beforehand because there are... The third act of this movie is absolutely insane, and you definitely <laughs> want to view exactly how much it dwells into it, because there are, there are a lot of things I did not see coming at all. Uh, but overall, general impressions. Um, well, what's your background with the film? Because you're the one who suggested this one. Oh, yeah. So I think you and I have kind of the same background, actually, on this. Like, you know, you and I both like James Wan. Like, we've reviewed Conjuring on here before. I think that's the only one of his... Or Conjuring 2, that's the one we've reviewed of his so far. Mm-hmm. But I've always been a big fan. Like, I, I love the Conjuring movies 1 and 2. 3 was all right. Actually, no, 3 was <laughs> terrible. 3 was bad. Um, and then, you know, like, uh, Insidious. Like, I, I really like James Wan, also Saw. So, like, I was really excited for this. And I think that... Um, this movie was really advertised as another one of those movies. At least that's the way the HBO seemed to advertise it. Um, yes. And so I was pumped for it. I like, I in my own headcanon, leading up to this movie, I was like, this is going to be the story of the red faced demon from Insidious because in the in the little trailer, I swear I saw glimpses of like a red face, which we talked about later what that was, and we saw somebody like sharpening a knife, which if you remember from the first Insidious movie. Um, the little the red faced demon has this little shop where he sharpens his little claws. So I thought this oh, was yeah. the origin story of him, which like I always wanted to know because I always thought he was like one of those interesting things about that universe to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, you know, and I and I think this is what's going along with this community in this movie is that like my expectation for this movie was very different than what it was, but I I really enjoyed it. Um, and once I accepted what it was, I really enjoyed it. But uh, how about yourself? What about you? What, was, what were you like leading up to it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always... I James Wan has always been a kind of popcorn horror movie to me. Like, he's not 
an absolute masterpiece of a filmmaker by any stretch of the imagination, but he does put out very consistently solid work. And every time I watch one of these movies, I kind of generally know what I'm getting into, and I generally know I'm going to have a good time with a few exceptions. Did he direct Conjuring 3? Or was it no. the Lalo La Rona guy? That's what I thought. Yeah, he did do yeah, that one. No, he, uh-huh. That's kind of the sad thing, is I feel like that one and... Um, what, what is the other one? There's another one that's... Oh, the Annabelle movies and stuff like that kind of yeah. come off of his work that uh, he didn't direct, which is kind of sad. I, I don't know if he's making this during Conjuring 3 time or who is Aquaman that, like, took up that slot in his career. But uh, it is unfortunate that somebody else kind of took control of that series. Yeah. Because I feel like the quality definitely took a dive after how great Conjuring 2 was. Absolutely agreed. Um, but yeah, he's always been very consistent with me. I, I love The Conjuring 2. I think it's a fantastic movie. And it's just, he's one of those directors that's never really amazing, but always very consistently solid. And I was excited to see where he was going with this one, which actually, going into it, you kind of mentioned your expectations of the movie. I think that is one of the things that really doomed public perception of this movie because a mm-hmm. lot of people were expecting you know another insidious or conjuring movie and this is definitely not it this this feels like a scanners or um return the living dead it's almost horror comedy in a way um I can't find the exact words to pin down exactly what subgenre this is, but from the opening scene, you know you are in for an absolutely just cheesy mess of a movie. And I feel that disappointed a lot of people because they were expecting the newest jump scare thrilled or, you know, Phil's insidious or conjuring movie, and this is decidedly not it. Um, so there was a lot of tonal whiplash for a lot of people, I feel like, because this yeah. movie is very, very polarizing online. Well- and I, and I hear a lot of people people keep referring to this as the giallo, and like I'm not gonna pretend to like I ne- I I don't want to pretend to know to be an expert on that at all, but it just sounds like it's basically the, the kind of mystery killer movies. Like, um, and what it kind of reminded me a lot of was um, the original like um, House of Wax film a little bit, mm-hmm. where like it was like one it's one of those movies where people are dying and you kind of already know who the killer is and you kind of have a theory about it, and like the entire movie is kind of leading up to the reveal of the killer, and then once the killer is revealed, it's just like a mess of that at the end. Like it, it felt like that or like the brood or like, you know, David Cronenberg's the brood or like basket case. It felt very much more along those kind of lines of like uh, a horror movie where you're not supposed to take it super seriously. It's not supposed to be one of, yeah. it's not like the tension building that you get in the conjuring. It's just supposed to be like a fun kind of Halloween popcorn flick. And I think like, yeah, the way absolute movie, roller coaster of a movie. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it felt to me like it was just like a, like a seventies horror movie that was just made today with a higher budget. I think that like yes, the, those things that we like, like I don't. We talked about um, what did we talked about Fear Street and how like the framing of the second part of nineteen seventy or whatever that one was eighties. Um, uh-huh. how, how the framing of that movie allowed us kind of accept maybe some of the tropes a little bit more, even the cheesiness. And I think what this movie does, which kind of hurts it, is we don't have the tropes of like the bad film quality of like the weird light faded lighting and stuff that we kind of expect from the seventies movies to kind of allow us to accept the campiness more like i feel Mm -hmm. like if this if this was filmed with like an old grain or with kind of crappier effects essentially i think we would accept it a little bit more but i think people kind of with with the lighting with the series with the uh tone and the the good directing and the good quality effects it kind of you expect more from it i think that's kind of where people are kind of running into a problem as they're watching it and then also too i think it's the fact that james wan is a very mainstream horror director probably one of the 
biggest names in horror right now in terms of, you know, going into theaters and making that box office and, you know, Conjuring and Insidious are basically household names in the horror community at this point. So mm-hmm. um, I feel that there's a lot of people who watch this movie may not be familiar with those, um, that subgenre or horror or the trauma films, um, just the, you know, cheesiness of it all. So I felt overall that hurt. It's because, again, and I do want to kind of dive into this point right here. This is a very, very divisive movie online. Um, in terms of, let's see, I'm looking at the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's standing at like a 60%, I want to say. Oof. Um, but yeah, just reading Reddit discussion threads and all sorts of other stuff too. Oh, 76%, not good, bad. Uh, 52% audience score, though. Uh, but reading the Reddit threads, reading discussions on IMDb wars and everything like that, people either outright love this movie or outright hated it. There's not much room in the middle. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't feel like. Yeah. I don't feel. I feel like every, everything I've heard so far. I've tried. I tried to avoid the reviews before we record ours. Um, but yeah, I feel like everything I've kind of heard is either like they hate it or people love it for the homage that it is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, cool. Uh, well, let's get into first impressions then. So, what do you overall think of this movie, Andrew? I I kind of settle on this on the side of liking it. I think when I first started watching it, um, kind of like I was part of this, one of that part of that group that really was like, this was not what I was expecting. Like I was expecting to be scared a little bit. I was kind of like, I gotta be prepared for this, because uh, mm-hmm. you know I'm not gonna lie that some of the Conjuring and Cities movies, you know, they get me a little bit. Like not like lingering, like you know, fear, but you know, I they're well made. Um, and I think not feeling that and seeing some of the acting, which I'm hoping was intentional, like coming like again, like I'm giving, I might be giving James Wan a little too much credit because uh, I'm hoping that someone's acting was intentional. The terribleness <laughs> it's of a it, really bad <laughs> like if it wasn't, woof. <laughs> uh, but with with that in mind, and in the, with the framework of this was all intentional, I really enjoyed it. At the end, I, I turned, I came up I, as soon as like I started to get a hint of what the reveal was going to be, and then as soon as that reveal was paid off and they just went balls to the walls with it, I fucking loved it. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. I, from the very opening scene, in the uh, which is set in the past in the Insane Asylum, where we get introduced to Gabriel, I was just like, okay, I see what tone this movie is going to go for. And I was so much more interested to see what James Wan could do with this tone than a retread or Vincidious or Conjuring. Um, so I was, from the opening scene, I was absolutely in. I was just like, oh, fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Um the second half of the film definitely dragged until the final reveal for the last third. And the last third was just, it ended on such a strong note. It was absolute balls to the walls crazy. I loved it. So, definitely. Um, I, I would definitely recommend this movie. Just keep your expectations in check. And I'd say this is a nice, like, again, I kind of throw it as like a Halloween movie in the sense that it's a great movie for, like, if you... Um aren't a big fan of horror movies or kind of scary movies, this is a great one to throw on on Halloween. Like, my sister, actually, uh, she started listening to our show, and she was like, oh, you guys should do Malignant, because uh, I'm kind of afraid to watch it, and <laughs> I want to like, go in knowing what it's about before I, I watch it. Um, and I think she said that after before she listened to our last episode, and then she messaged me later. and was like, oh, I just listened to your last episode, so you guys want to do it next, so cool. And then uh-huh. I messaged her after we watched it, and I was like, don't worry, it's not scary. It'll be a fun ride. <laughs> it's definitely gory, but it's not scary. Yeah, that is true. And there are a couple jump scares here and there, but they're very much a, ooh, loud noise, blah, 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 jump scares. So. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, it's it's a very, very tongue-in-cheek film. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, but right, yeah, cool. so, so do you want to hop into uh, discussing? Should we, should we go into spoilers? Like, uh, I feel like there's not really much to. Do you want to say the plot of it? Do you want to 
Give us yeah, let's go plot. into the plot first, and then we'll go into spoiler territory, because I definitely want to spend some time discussing the final third. Um, yeah, so basically, this movie starts off with a insane asylum, and we find out that there's some sort of creature who has powers to control electricity that... Um, has learned something. Um, obviously, this creature is being kept there against this will, and we have this whole attempted escape where the creature tries to flee the hospital, but the doctors and researchers um, eventually tranquilize it. And we don't know exactly what this Gabriel creature is. We actually never see it at all, uh, but it very much sets the B-movie trauma tone for it. Then we come over to our main character, who is uh, Madison, um, who is at home living in Seattle. And we find out a couple things, including that uh, she's had several miscarriages, she really wants a child, and she's in a very abusive relationship as well. Well, throughout the movie, um, she starts to get visions of these grisly murders. And she not only sees the murderer taking place, but she can't do anything about it. She basically just freezes in place, the world around her changes, and then she sees the people getting murdered. And the crux of the movie is her figuring out who this murderer is, and then also trying to figure out how to stop this murderer. Um, but it's very much a Madison is going insane. We're not sure if it's in her head or if it's in real life. And then later on, we find out what that is. Um, but yeah, it's an absolute roller coaster ride. And I think that's as much as I can say without spoiling it. Anything else to add? No, I think it's perfect. Okay, cool. There is one thing I wanted to talk about because it was actually a little bit of a criticism. Um, I saw online, and again, this is as both straight white males, it may not be our place to say, but I do want to bring it up as well. Um, so one of the discussions I read online, actually by the lead singer of churches, Lauren Mayberry, uh, she did not like this movie because she said one of the reasons was she felt the abuse, the spousal abuse at the very beginning of the movie could have been taken out and it didn't do anything to serve the plots. Do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, no, I, I like the only thing, the only plot device it really had was that it um cued the without spoiling it it kind of it cued what happens later in this in a sense that it it's it's uh, it's an act of abuse that starts a lot of what happens in the story um, yeah but i also feel it could have been anything else oh like no exactly exactly spousal abuse it could have been she got into a car accident she could have had something else happen yeah no i, 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 com- I completely agree i think that i think like that, that i think that's their justification for it is like oh look at this and that's why but no, it, like I guess it also gave us a character because if you think about it, it gave us a character for to be killed that has a reason to be targeted and a reason to for us to want them to die. Because um, in this movie, I don't think anybody really innocent dies. Most people who die are kind of like bad people <laughs> to a degree, <laughs> um, and so it kind of keeps that in mind. But yeah, no, it could have literally been anything else that, that caused this to happen. So it, it is a very weird thing to open on. Um, Especially, like, I guess, I don't know, if they want to put the theme of family as part of the theme and the coming together. I guess it allows for that in terms of her reconnecting with an estranged relationship with her sister. But yeah, no, over- overall, it was completely unnecessary. And it, and it gets more or less buried, the fact that, like, she was abused and seems yeah, to have been and in an abusive think, relationship for a while. And I think that's the biggest thing for me, too. You, you hit the nail on the head right there. We open with, you know, spousal abuse, which is... You know, obviously the terrible thing, which horror movies can talk about, but it doesn't really say anything with it. It's just a vehicle for the to drive the plot forward. And that did irk me the wrong way. I was just like, well, if you're going to include something as sensitive as that, 
you know, have something to say about it. So Yeah, that's the thing, because I think if they were to make it a part of it and make it, like, a reaction or, like, have somehow the, the plot connect to that and it, like, trauma or something like that be related to her as a character or, like, the plot and how it's kind of solved in the end, that could have been okay. But at this point, it's really just, like, you could, I guess, take the method of, like, the spouse abuse caused this horrible thing to happen, but that wasn't even contextualized into that in the sense of, mm-hmm. like, the effects of spousal abuse and, and what happened to her as a character. And, like, it's it's more or less swept under the rug after she wakes up, essentially, the next morning. It's like, yeah. oh, he was a dick. The end. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that, that's... Yeah, like, honestly, I, I forgot. I, I, it's it's terrible to say that I, I more or less forgot about it until the end again. And I was like, oh, that's probably what triggered this thing to happen. And then that's that's about all I remember. Yeah, it, it definitely was just a plot element just to pursue it forward. So other than that, yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about the plot before we get into spoiler territory? Uh, no, no, I think... Uh... I think uh, you know. I, I think as, just to reiterate, I think you should you should definitely watch it. I think it was definitely worth watching without any spoilers. So please, before you uh, oh, yes. if you aren't sitting at watching it, like the the twist is great and fun, and it's such like a weird fun movie after that from that point on that it's definitely worth watching going blind. I wouldn't want to go in expecting and waiting for it to happen. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, you know, I think it is one of those movies that might actually warrant a rewatch once you know the twist and see what goes on. I haven't mean to watch it again. I haven't had the chance. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. So let's get into spoilers in three, two, one, go. Um, so a couple of things I want to talk about here. So one of which, did you catch, and this might just be me, did you catch that the mom and Madison were the same character, or did you think they were separate characters? Like, I don't know if the actresses just look really similar, but when Madison's mom got kidnapped in the Seattle, like, tours down below, I actually thought that was Madison. So when I was watching it, I was watching with Lindsay, and she she thought it was the same person at first, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that that's supposed to be her mom because they have the same fucking haircut, uh-huh. <laughs> like that. And like you know, movie, movies are sometimes really bad at like, and this might again be maybe kind of tropey, but movies are kind of like, how do you know this is the same character? Well, she has the same haircut, just like little her has the same haircut as adult her. Like, so the, <laughs> I assumed it was the mom just because, but like at the same time, it's so hard because I feel like the mom and her were the same age, possibly. Yeah, and they looked very similar towards each other. So when she got kidnapped and put up in the attic, I thought, okay, we're doing a, you know, flashback or flash forward, and we'll figure out exactly how the timelines converge. But when she fell through the attic, I was just like, oh shit! So there's like clone of madison now or something? <laughs> what the hell's going on here and then i realized oh wait now it's her mom okay cool wait, so i did, don't know if i was just stupid or what but yeah that confused the hell out of me when she got kidnapped did you immediately know that she was in her attic when you were like oh they're in an attic I no i this, did not know i wonder where this could be <laughs> as soon as i saw that i was like she's in her fucking attic I'm like is this a black christmas <laughs> like what's, what the hell's going on it's after we just watched um with the swedish horror movie nerd when we watched uh Halloween five and like the attic uh-huh. scene. It's just like, huh, this is familiar. Um, though I, I do love that scene because she gets in the attic and then you see, um, cause it's revealed that it is whatever the fucking main character's name is. It's, it, she is Gabriel or Gabriel is her. And like the scene of him putting on his little, like his, his little costume, his little, uh, slicker and his, his gloves while she's just taped to the wall was hilarious. <laughs> it was so just like, Immediately to undercut the horror of it immediately. You're like, all right, this is where it's definitely not not supposed to be scary. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Um, let's see what else. What else is like? What the fuck about that, this movie? What are the that, highlights? That, that opening scene did that did that like feel so much like Jurassic Park to you? With the, oh with my the god, raptors? yes, I loved it so much. 
even like the, the fucking darts, scene. the little red yes. koosh darts. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let's let's cut out the cut out the tumor, or the cancer, or whatever. <laughs> like it was, and even like the guy getting his arm caught in the door, like so. It, you know, it's revealed later that uh, the killer is uh, her Siamese twin. Is that what we call it? Like the half bought two embryos merged together into one. Uh, yeah, so basically the twist is Madison's brother Gabriel is living Voldemort style in the back of her head. Um, it's it's a conjoined twin situation, except his body never really fully developed, so he exists as a tumor sticking out of the back of her head. Um, and they removed him at the very beginning of the movie. That's what the opening scene says, you know, now it's time to take out the tumor. Uh, but he still exists because they share the same brain. So it's, yeah, whenever she gets paralyzed, whenever she gets, um, you know, visions of the other murders, that's what's happening. Gabriel's taking over her body, which is just a fucking amazing twist. And but continue, he, sorry. And, and he's woken up by getting his, by when she got her head slammed by her husband. That's what yes. woke him up. Like, it cracked her skull, apparently. Because <laughs> her fucking skull was bleeding the entire movie. <laughs> like, I, I love how that's also a plot device, because it allows her to, like, it allows for the blood in the back of the head to keep occurring because you know because when he comes out he like splits open the back of her skull to pop his little head out, um, and like you know the, she's not concerned by the blood because oh I got hit on the back of the head earlier and that's why but like I feel like that's a huge problem I feel like if you were constantly finding blood in the back of your head you should probably like be in the doctor <laughs> like but she's like nah it's cool it's like I I got my head bashed earlier in the movie it's totally cool I get it um, mm-hmm. the acceptance of that was insane to me um, did you ever see the Thai movie Shutter yes. Okay, yes, that's the kind of the twist kind of reminded me of that. Mm. Um, but in terms of just like the foreshadowing and that sort of thing, so which is another fantastic twist. But anyway, um, yeah, so I absolutely love that twist. It made the final act just so much better. Um, yeah. Did Did you have any conception that was going to be the twist? Were you blindsided? Were you Were you ready for it? I mean, I definitely thought it was some sort of possession angle. But not to that extent. That was that completely blindsided me. I was just like, oh my god. And then it just made so much sense. Like, looking back and thinking through what Madison had been through and how it works, I was just like, alright, that's perfect. Uh-huh. See, I, I, I kind of, I, I got, I caught on to it pretty early on, I want to say. Like, not, not, like, definitely before the twist, I like, kind of the idea that, like, oh, he's definitely still, like, there or there's some kind of, something's taking over a body. But yeah, like the idea that he's head like at one point I kind of got that his shoes moving backwards because like you saw him kind of the way he moved and when they said like oh you know he strangled him upside down and I was like and I thought like oh well your hands are backwards and that looks kind of upside down like I caught that early, but mm-hmm. the the extent to it in the backstory was not <laughs> what I was expecting. <laughs> I I assumed more like if it was a twin situation it wasn't like they removed him but more just it was like an alternate personality or something that was in with within her head like a possession because I think what's that movie the uninvited was that what it was where like. I think, and that, that that's the plot of the uninvited, where like she absorbs her little brother in the womb or something like that, and like his spirit possesses her or something. I think, I think that's the plot of that. Um, okay, so I was, I don't, I was no, definitely I expecting that. that. I, my other theory that I had at one point was that this was like identity, where like it's a bunch of different identities because like I thought like there were a lot of scenes, especially like in the police station, where it just looked really uncanny. The police that like uh-huh. huge like open floor fucking police station. It, it looked so uncanny that my mind thought it was some like, kind of dream world. So I was expecting it to be some like in her head kind of thing, like, fighting off the demons of, like, her who killed her her husband or something. And that's what mm-hmm. was going on. Like, the detective was part with, like, was another personality inside of her head. 
Um, and that's why I thought when we saw the mom who looked exactly like her, I was like, oh, this is like her personality. And like, you know, the evil one of her has taped her, you know, taped up her consciousness, quote unquote, you know, like in her attic, in her head. Uh, and that was just symbolism for that. But that, that was not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, it's that. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, what do you think about the cast in terms of like, well, let's talk about the acting for a second here, because it, it definitely, the acting is terrible. Like, there's no way around it. But I think it's intentionally terrible. See, I can't tell because I don't know any of these actors. You know, like, <laughs> and like, and I think part of it is like the main character, I, again, I can't tell you her name. I like, I don't, I didn't remember her name. I didn't remember anything. I couldn't tell if she was just bad or she's badly written. Because like, I, I, nothing about her stood out to me. Like, it was actually really weird to think that like, in this story where our protagonist is also kind of our antagonist, and I don't remember who she is. I remember her sister, I remember the FBI agent, I remember the FBI agent's partner, I remember the weird CSI girl, and I, and I can tell you what this woman looks like, but, like, as a character, I feel like she wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, did you get that impression? Like, did, you, did you feel like she stood out as a character to you? Oh, definitely not, no. She was had no personality whatsoever. Um, and the acting was definitely not there, too. Let's see who else this actress has been in. Um, but I, I definitely felt that... She was a Mia in Annabelle? What? Oh, my God. What? Yeah, I, I'm just, I just pulled up a picture of her. Wait, is her, is her name her name's Annabelle, too? Wow. Wow. Yeah. What a coincidence. Which is it, okay. So that so yeah, isn't it? Then she, I feel like she definitely can act because uh, <laughs> I again I, Annabelle wasn't a great movie, but I thought she did a good job as that character. Okay. Wow. That is actually crazy. I did not seeing as soon as they like I, when you go to IMDb page, page and it's the blonde hair. I'm like, oh, yep, that's her. Definitely. That's crazy. Um, so that's interesting. Good. Good to know. Okay. Yeah. So she can act. So, okay. So that was definitely intentional. I feel like. The wow. Good. Like. I don't know what she looks like. I would not have placed her as that character at all in this movie. Um, so mm-hmm. good job to like, maybe, she, you know, it's because it's a little bit later in time. Maybe she got older and uh, haircuts and uh, all that kind of like exchange for people look, but I would not have placed her. That's crazy. Um, yes, yeah, so there's her, there's the sister who, okay. So the sister character is interesting in this movie. Um, she almost, again, kind of reminded me of Halloween 5, of that, that other character who kind of, uh, that we talked about, the one who kind of replaces Rachel, whatever her name is, like, where I feel like she kind of almost took on the role of the main character to me a little bit more, mm-hmm. and kind of her, because she's the one who goes and explores and figures out, like, what happened at the uh, at the asylum and stuff. Um, but I feel like, again, she was a character whose acting was very bland, I want to say. Because mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we meet her, and there's that weird, like, interesting thing with her and the... Uh, the cop guy, like when the first meet, she's like, "Oh, you know, I'm a Disney princess, essentially." And they have that weird, like, the will they, won't they? Ooh, they like each other kind of thing. And then that's never addressed, and nothing, like, nothing about their characters are ever really addressed again in, in the movie. I think they're kind of giving these little points of like who they are, and then we kind of never really hear about them more. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like she's defined as the supportive sister who loves her her sister. The detective is the detective that everybody seems to like. I feel like we get the impression that like the sister kind of likes him. That CSI girl likes him, and he's very dedicated. I don't know if it's also implied that uh, our main character likes him. I don't know. I feel like a lot of these characters are very underdeveloped. Yeah, I agree, too. And I definitely got that same sense, too, that there was something going on there, but it, it, it definitely wasn't at the forefront. And, and for me, like one of the, one of the biggest uh, areas where I realized, like, oh, man, this acting's not great... 
is that scene where she kind of opens up to her sister that she is adopted. Because did, did that scene feel weird as fuck to you? <laughs> like, oh yeah, like, definitely. Okay, it felt very awkward. I, I haven't like you know I only thought that one time, and like I just remember I feel like she's just like I'm adopted. She's like, oh my god, what? And it was just like, <laughs> and it's very dramatic and like bum bum bum, and it was just like you're both like what? I'd assume they're in their thirties at this point. You guys, you didn't know you were adopted. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are their parents dead? Actually, do we do we know anything about their parents? No, they're, I don't the, think that they mention it. The adoptive parents. They weren't like yo, mom, dad, you didn't tell me this shit. What the hell? <laughs> like that and like oh, and did she know she was adopted wait madison knew she was adopted right oh yeah you know no we actually we do go visit the adopted mom later on in the movie remember in the trailer do we and then she's there for the um the the, the hypnosis too as well oh yeah okay well, wow i forgot yeah. the scene completely uh-huh. yeah that that's where you get the weird scene of her them talking about gabriel and her her imaginary friend gabriel mm-hmm yeah, and then we get some, like, clips of just, uh, you know, them as kids and the birthday party and everything like that. So, yeah. Okay. Wow, I completely forgot. See, that, that's the thing about this movie is I feel like, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I feel like this movie is more kind of overshadowed by those points that I think we're more attracted to, to, like, the fight scenes and the chase scenes. And mm-hmm. then you kind of forget about everything else, which I think, again, is kind of not uncommon for this type of movie. Like, I feel like a lot of these, like, you know, like the Friday the 13th movies, you don't really remember all the camp counselors sitting around talking about you know and quote-unquote developing you just remember the kills i think that's kind of the same with this movie oh definitely yeah i agree with you there um and then the chair thing scene too the chair throwing like i loved that scene oh the, yeah the police station one. Oh, that was so good um yeah so i i just love the fact that uh, gabriel was just like all right i'm escaping i'm leaving but fuck it i'm gonna toss this chair at the cop just for the hell of it Whoa, what do you mean? That wasn't just for the hell of it. He knocked them both out at once. That was like a calculated move. He had to take everybody out. He was he was clearly like at the very end. He could have slipped through there and they would have been none the wiser. That was definitely a, uh, you know, dancing at the finish line sort of thing. Well, because were they running away at the end? Yeah, they were. Because <laughs> one of them had been stabbed. Yeah. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, because I think... But I think, you know, I think when you talk about these amazing scenes, because uh, there's like... I, I, I'm thinking about three of them... Uh, off the top of my head, that I think we should talk about. But before that, uh, we should probably talk about Gabriel. Because what, yeah. what what are Gabriel's powers? Because Gabriel... Yes! <laughs> Gabriel is, like, a fucking superhuman, but, like, it's kind of like just accepted that Gabriel can manipulate technology. Yeah, and that really pissed me off that they never explained it. Right? Like, because, like, uh-huh. is, is he a demon? Or is he just a, a an absorbed twin who can control her mind and thus kill people with her body? Because, like, those are two very different things. But, like, uh-huh. we are presented at the beginning of this movie in this Jurassic Park scene of him, like, destroying somebody's arm, throwing people across the room somehow, and, like, lightning or lights turning off and, like, all this stuff. And when it is revealed that he is a embryo on the back of his head, actually on the back of her head that can control her body when she's unconscious, essentially, those don't really drive very well. <laughs> like, the reality of what he is... And the lead up to this is insane. Because, like, he, like, fucking calls her on a phone at one point. He messes with the radio. He flickers the lights all the time. What 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 is going on? Like, I, I, I not to say that I accept, but if you want to tell me that there is a, a Siamese twin that is absorbing fetuses in order to rebuild his body, and I'm like, oh, you know, stem cells and stuff, you know, let's, we'll play around that idea of this concept of, uh, you know adding new fibers to the body and stuff and okay cool we can play like you know i'll, I'll let you say yeah, he, he some... some, I, that, that i can play around with but everything else i don't get 
Sorry? Yeah, if there was a throwaway line at the beginning where, like, she admitted, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, I ate a battery or something yeah. like that. Like, it's stupid, definitely. But this whole movie is stupid. I would have accepted that. Maybe, like... Like, that would have made sense. You know, brains run on, like, brains are electrical impulses, right? Maybe the two brains mm-hmm. together, like, have super electronical powers that we just haven't unlocked yet with our simple not-two-head heads. Some people only use 10% of their brain. Gabriel uses 100% or something like that. It's like, that... yeah, it's dumb, but sure, fine, I would have accepted that for so this type of movie. So you're saying in The Predator they were onto something with the idea that, like, that, that child could use more of his brain. And that's why the Predators wanted him, for electric, electrical powers. No, because that movie was boring and stupid, so... That's, that's true. All right, all right. Dan, Dan, better movie. Pre- uh-huh. The Predator or Malignant? Uh, Malignant, definitely, 100%. 100%. Why, are we, why are we having this discussion? I, you know, I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know your, your thoughts. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I would much rather watch Malignant. I think also Malignant might be shorter. I don't know. It was like, it, it was like two hours long. How long was that movie? Yeah, it went fast, though. Like, yeah. aside from the middle third, which is, you know, pretty eh, um, but once the twist gets revealed, it's just, I, I could not blink. I was I was drawn to the screen the whole time. Yeah, no. And that, that brings me to, like, so the kills in this movie. What do you think about the kills? Because admittedly, okay, well, I almost said there weren't a lot of them. There were a lot of them, but there were only a couple that were, like, horror movie kills, I'd say. Because, um, mm-hmm. let's see, we had uh, the doctor. Well, we had, we had the husband, who just gets showed off screen. And then we have the doctor who gets stabbed with her, like, obviously, like, horror movie icon uh, weapon. She gets bludgeoned with a, uh, an, an award that on the top of it has a fucking, like, sword. <laughs> which then Gabriel sharpens into a blade, which, I, like, is the weirdest fucking blade. Because it's, like, it, 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 you, like, grab it by, like, your thumb and forefinger, it looks like, and, like, stab people with it. I don't know. It didn't seem like a very good weapon. But it was definitely supposed to be his iconic killing weapon. His little like mm-hmm. golden spear tip. So when we have the then that there's that guy that he stabbed the crap out of with that, and then there's just like a bunch of prostitutes in a jail. <laughs> um, and then there's the police station, right? Is yeah. that, are those the only ones? Are those only those? Well, two, I think so. Then... Yeah, the three doctors, the opening scene, um, all the police people, the female prisoners. Oh, that one guy. Yeah. Gets, that one guy gets his pacemaker exploded. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a cool scene. I did like that. Gabriel and his... I I feel like I've seen that in other movies before, but Gabriel's powers, man. (laughs) (laughs) Gabriel Gabriel could have killed people so many different ways with his little electronic powers. I don't know what his plan was. Um, But it... It's insane that we have these, like, horror movie scenes of him sneaking around and killing people. Like, you know, sneaking in the window, getting the person, sneaking under the bed and all that stuff. And then we have, like, the balls-to-the-wall, like, jail fight scene where Gabriel just wrecks, like... 40 women in a jail cell <laughs> with and that's bare hands thing too with gabriel like okay fine now he has like psychic powers too but he has clearly superhuman strength and speed and it's just yeah that that's another thing too that's just really weird but like i think gabriel can be shot though right like does gabriel get ticket does gabriel eat any bullets in this movie i can't i don't think he does but i could be wrong does he ever get shot i don't believe he does either no okay so they, they kept that part um but I, so it, that jail scene when he like, like, I think he rips somebody's head open, smashes people's head, like does some crazy shit, like, you know, breaks, breaks arms, a lot of like arm he breaking. He sticks his hand through one of the girls. I was just like, oh my God. The, that one cop who's like, oh no, this person's fighting in this jail cell. Let me stick my arm through the jail cell and shoot at them. Yes. <laughs> what? It's, you have a projectile, buddy. What are you doing? 
Like, <laughs> what's like? You literally just like like this. This movie could have been entirely stopped if that cop hadn't done that because she'd have just been trapped in the jail cell with a bunch of bodies. <laughs> yeah, but then I could have also seen like Gabriel just bending the bars or something like that. So don't, don't, th- there's something supernatural about his strength. That's true. Or maybe he would have just like I don't know, either electronic. He was like would have electronically powered something, gotten gotten out. Maybe like Gabriel's actually the power behind Chucky in that Chucky movie. And that's actually what that is in that in that remake that we saw. <laughs> he is the evil Chucky. Um, okay, so we had the crazy jail scene where he destroys everybody, um, and and again like the people in that jail cell like. What was that? There was that one woman who looked like she was at like a disco. There was like the the other I'm, I'm stereotypically right leaning person looked like I don't know, like the the biker chick. I don't know how how to describe <laughs> that. Like it felt like there were a bunch of stereotypes in that jail with with Gabriel. Um, yeah, they were just you know in the holding cells, arrested for miscellaneous crimes. Yeah, it was it was definitely striking, but well, I like, didn't say anything like too unordinary about that well no i, I just think it's supposed to, i think it's supposed to be again campy again it reminded me of like those 70s camp movies with mm-hmm. like you know like the caricatures like the character actors that they kind of you know face off a little against. bit grindhouse yeah well and the fact that everybody was such a dick <laughs> like everybody, everybody was like who the fuck is this bitch like what, what look at look what she's doing and like also would you just put a theoretical like serial killer uh not victim what do you call it serial killer suspect just in a jail with a bunch of other people when you like separate them and be like we think that you just murdered a bunch of people um so we're gonna hand you out with all those other people on there too yeah definitely though i will say i did love that scene of where she's like just or gabriel's just destroying everybody but then you see cut back to in her head and she's just sitting there pleasantly in the jail yes <laughs> like, definitely that that was cool because i've seen a lot of uh, people complaining about like scenes of like Gabriel opening doors and all these things. I'm like, oh man, how is this happening when this is happening? Like, why will, you know, if, how did she knock down this door if Gabriel wasn't real? And it's like, well, that never happened. Like, the knocking on the door never actually happened. That was just in her head. Uh-huh. And I do love how in the end she uses that power against him. Like, that was a fitting end for Gabriel. She makes it envision that Gabriel won, killed the sister, killed the mom, all of that. But in the end, he's the one experiencing the visions now and Madison's in control. I do like that. Yes, Taco. Hey, buddy. How are you? Yeah, th- so, yeah, that was cool. But also, you know, definitely allows for a sequel. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, so do, do, should we talk about how it ends? Or did you, I'm trying to think of, I feel like there's not really much to talk about the police, you know, other than he destroys an entire precinct of police officers, literally kills everybody. And it's a fucking awesome scene. Yeah. It's so good. Uh-huh. Insane fight for somebody, like, moving backwards. Um, uh-huh. And I, I didn't... Again, I've only seen it once, but I never saw any glaring inconsistencies. Like, I don't know if they got a contortionist or if they just, like, did a good job filming it. But I don't remember if their arms ever, like, bent backwards or if the knees ever weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, did you ever... Like, because Gabriel fights facing backwards the entire movie, right? Like, he never... Yes. He never uses the... Or going the other way. No. And how did how did the look of Gabriel sit for you? The, the bloody face on the back of her head? Like, what do you think about that? I thought that was perfectly fitting for what the tone they were trying to go for. Um, the scene in the holding cell where he literally rips the skull open to pop forward. Like, mm-hmm. that's classic trauma. I was just like, oh, yes, this is this is the tone I wanted. So, um, I felt it could have been a little bit more grotesque, honestly. But other than that, I, I think they worked well with it. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it felt very, like... Again, it felt very, very cheesy. very, uh, But in a good way. And I, I thought the look like kind of reminded me a lot of... Um, in Dead by Daylight, the the pig from Saw is in it, and one of the costumes they have looks very similar 
to what the pig wears um, or to what uh, Gabriel kind of looks like, you know, other than the weird little gory face. Um, and I thought it's a nice like, little intimidating kind of dark slasher character, which I really like. Though mm-hmm. anytime we kind of cut to the back and you saw her face, that was like kind of, <laughs> I don't know, that, that, that was like, I guess it's the Uncanny Valley thing or the fact that it was obviously just like a prosthetic face on the back of the head uh, looked a little weird to me. Um, and I think it was, it was only made weirder when they'd have the scenes of Gabriel killing and then her kind of standing on the side like, Gabriel, stop it! Just like, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, was, that was always weird to me. Um, and actually, do you remember in, um, when we did that movie, Detention? Uh, and there's the scene where the bully comes up and punches Joss Hutcherson or Peter Malark's face, our main character, our main boy's face, and it punches him, and then it kind of cuts over to the side, and it shows him standing there, and he's like, oh, God, I'm glad that wasn't me. It, it, <laughs> it, remind, yes. it reminds me of that completely. <laughs> she's just like, <laughs> doing, he's got all this stuff's happening to him, she's on the side like, oh, no, stop stop trying to kill my sister. Um, <laughs> which I guess that does confirm, yeah, she definitely has super strength because she fucking flips over that, like, bed onto the sister. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And... Wouldn't the sister's legs be crushed? Because at the end of this movie, she flips over like a patient's bed at a hospital and it lands oh, on yes. the sister's legs. And mm-hmm. the, she is not, her legs are like gone. Like that, that your, uh-huh. your, your legs would be just dead. Uh, but she just stands Fun facts. <laughs> Fun facts. Um, that bed is developed by Hilram, which is one of the biggest healthcare companies out there. They develop all sorts of software and hardware and that sort of thing. Uh, my girlfriend trains on those beds. So I was just like, oh, hey, I know Hilram. My girlfriend trained on those beds. Just like, what, 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 does she sell them? What, what does she? Huh? No, no, she trained. It, it's not just a standard bed. It's got like sensors and hooking up monitors and that sort of thing. Like if if a patient leaves one of those beds, an alarm will ring off, and you can like send that alarm to multiple places. It's an advanced fucking bed, dude. Oh, okay. So you mean, you mean like she like she kind of like 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 what you were doing before? She kind of like informs the doctors about the beds and stuff. Like she trains. Yes, people. she teaches about the beds and what they could do. She doesn't like stand up on the top of the bed and trains from that. <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, for listeners, clearly I was. I just wanted the listeners to know what you were talking about. That like, what what that entailed. <laughs> um, but yes, it was very prominent in there, and I was just like, oh hey, Hillram, I know them. Um, yeah, no, that definitely would have been crushed. Were, were there inaccuracies in the bed? Can you tell me any any sneak peek behind the scenes about those? Beds? Uh, the beds are very heavy, so yes, she would have been crushed. Okay, that's all I can say. Um, there would also have probably been a bed exit alarm that would have gone off at that time. However, um, I'm assuming most of the people on that unit are dead. So that's true. They all pacemakers. They all got <laughs> they all got exploded. Like, dude, I, you know, couldn't Gabriel like killed everybody in that hospital with his electrical on him? His electronic power. Oh, definitely. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Everybody here who's on life support is dead immediately. Yes. Done. <laughs> Damn it, Gabriel. Um, but, yeah, so, okay, so what do you think about the climax of the end? Like, or what do you think about, like, you know, we just talked about how the ending, she kind of turns the tables on him uh, and kind of almost internalizes him to a degree because she also has that scene where she lifts up the bed and it's like, if Gabriel could do it, it's my strength too, which I do kind of like. Like, again, if we were to, like, that, that may have been an element that could have been kept if they were to go on if they were to continue with this basal abuse as a developing story and as her developing as a character and like overcoming it and stuff because at the end she has that reclamation of like this is my power and like gabriel used it like a dick but like i can use it too which i kind of mm-hmm. like i like that message of that but there's no nothing else in it like the, the reclaiming of her body and her like power i thought was nice and like that scene was really good of showing it but like that was never really a theme in the movie prior, so it's kind of weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, again, kind of, I think, I don't know, if 
kind of taking it back to the spousal abuse at the very beginning of the movie where that plot line really doesn't go anywhere aside being a railroad or a catalyst for you know the actual conflict of the movie i i felt maybe we could have incorporated something like that in there yeah i don't know and again this is just kind of where we're treading into careful territory right here exactly you know if it's something where at the very beginning of the movie she doesn't have control of her body but then reclaims it later on maybe i could have seen that being done in a good way but yeah it's yeah Yeah, like it it, again i just think that was an element that was probably from that storyline and then something changed i don't know what happened or like i'm curious about the production the idea behind this movie and like what like what James Wan pitched originally, because I know that he didn't. I don't think he wrote it. I think he just conceptualized the story, if I understand mm-hmm. correctly. Um, so I'm curious, to, like the process involved in it, um, and what what happened to get us where we are in the film, or uh, to actually end up producing it. Yeah, because yeah, this the screenplay writer is a different person. Wait, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. So it looks like yeah, he he has story credit, um, but I think that yeah, somebody else wrote it. Looks like. Um, so, and so I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's probably produced by H Warner Brothers or whatever. So I'm sure there's a lot of different kind of hands in the, in making it. So I'd, I'd be just be curious to see like what, where the, if there were any ideas that kind of were lost and dropped along the way. Um, but the resolution wise, like, so we both agreed that, you know, it's nice that you kind of, that, that turning the tables on Gabriel, um, did it feel like a final conclusion to you for the end of the movie? When she... I mean, it was definitely very quick, and it was a very standard horror movie. Like, the movie just ends, like, immediately, okay, the main conflict is done, great, Gabriel's been pacified, and then the movie just ends. Yeah. Um, so, but, I mean, it was fitting. We have that little fake-out at the very end with the lights flicker, but uh, it, it, it's fitting for what it was trying to go for. Do you think we'll get a sequel? I don't think so. Um, I think this movie was a little bit too polarizing. Um, it seems to have done okay, but not a runaway hit, so I don't think we'll get a sequel. Damn it. But we shall see, because these movies are very cheap to produce. So, See, I, I want a sequel really badly. <laughs> Where do you think the sequel would go? I, I want them to go more crazy. I want there to be a murder at the beginning, and we find out the person who was murdered uh, was Madison. And obviously the solution is going to be that Gabriel freed himself from her and is now going on basket case style as a little creepy demon. That's, that, that's my theory. That, that's where it would go. Because I think it just, I just think it needs to go even further off the edge into more crazy dumbness. Because um, I think, you know, we can't have the mystery again of is Madison killing people or something like that. I think that just has to yeah. go off the edge. Um, yeah, I, but that I, is one thing, too. This movie relies so heavily on that twist, and it would not be as good a movie without that twist. So... I agree. I think, uh, well, I, I I don't know if a sequel would be as interesting. It would be amazing. What are you talking about? I want <laughs> I want little Gabriel. But let's, let's just, you know, and I, let's get, pop into some of our kind of, and we talked about our kind of, kind of what the fuck section. The, the doctors in this movie, when so when they learn that Gabriel is crazy and has electronic powers and can throw people across the rooms, their solution is to more or less like, we can't get him out of here. Um, so let's just like kind of cut off his arms and just kind of push his head into her skull and close up her skull. <laughs> that, that's, which I don't get. Cause like, first off he didn't like pop out of her skull, right? He was part of her head. So like, mm-hmm. where did the back of her skull come from? Cause the back of her skull is his face. <laughs> they kind of like push it in and close the skull around it. Like it's literally like a fucking Jack in the box. Like let's just push that in there and close it done and we're good to go. Um, the, the, that solution is, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, medically how does that work like it, it's it's like if you get like a splinter or like a bullet wound they're like let's just seal the bullet 
wouldn't close and just leave the bullet in there. It's okay. Nothing bad will happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's just get let her get adopted by somebody. That that sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. To be fair, though, there are many times in surgeries when like a piece of debris it would be too risky to take it out so they just leave it in there if it's not going to harm anything and then also too the whole thing was they share the same brain so they can't fully remove him without killing madison that's true that's yeah that's kind of what i think they were going for but does she, does she have like a little rib cage on her back like wouldn't like her husband and them if somebody noticed like this weird fucking back that's like not like well i assume they removed most of him except the parts they couldn't up in the brain like his little hands and every little rib cage and everything like that and like... then they also they stuck him back under her skull <laughs> so everything was hidden under the skull but also when i like, crush her brain like i just push something like this back up into there just a little bit <laughs> just just a little bit back in there yeah <laughs> that, that, that was you know good in in just you know, not hard, hard to believe, um, but not as hard to believe, though, as uh, when her sister goes to that fucking asylum and parks <laughs> at the edge of a fucking cliff. Like, I'm glad that yes. I feel like my sister also texted me about it. I think uh, my friends Anna and Brooke who watched also said it. And I'm glad that you mentioned me about it. But it seems like everybody was very concerned when she fucking pulls up to this um, up to this asylum and more and almost fucking drives off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> like, yes. It, I, I was just <laughs> certain she was going to go over the edge. Like, I... Did you think the sister was going to die there? I thought something, I thought something was going to happen to her. She, oh, definitely. She goes to no, fucking that was, that was, and nothing happens. Yeah, that was James Wan doing the freak out. Oh, she's going to go to the creepy mental asylum looking for answers, and there's going to be a whole bunch of jump scares or a chase scene or something like that. And no, nothing happens, but yeah, that that was, that was definitely felt like a fake out. She finds the old VHS. She watches the VHS. And, yes. and, a, and a creepy-ass abandoned... Like, like, this is, like, the most remote. It's, like, in Resident Evil Village when you go to, like, the place where, um... I was thinking that, too, lady the dollhouse. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, weirdest, like... Again, and I think that's, like... Those are, think, like, they're stupid scenes, but, I, again, I think they're kind of James Wan giving us a little wink and nod of, like, this isn't taken, supposed to be taken seriously. Like, that. Oh, yeah. that's where, like... Because I think a lot of, again, I think a lot of people are doubting necessarily that, like, oh, like... You know, this is another thing like The Room where, you know, Tommy Wiseau is like, oh, it's a dark comedy, clearly, ha, ha, ha. And, and like, you know, because that's everyone laughed at it. But I really think this is intentional. I don't, I think James Wan is smart enough and has proven himself enough that this kind of flop wouldn't come. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, is, like, is that your feeling? Do you, do you think that this is a mistake or do you think that there are, like, I'm sure there are some mistakes within this, but do you think overall this was intentional? I think with the tone of the film, yeah, I think it was fine mm. with what they were going for. I, I, I just, All I know is just I'm so glad this movie exists. I had such a fun time watching this movie. This movie was just fun. Yeah. Like, that's really what it boiled down to for me. I just, I had a blast watching this. It wasn't scary. It was gory. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll watch it again? I, I would love to watch it again. It's one of those movies I would like to watch with someone who hasn't seen it before, just so I can see the reactions. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I don't know about you, but this year I'm gonna try to do like the 31 Days of Halloween thing, where you try to watch a horror movie every day. And I think this is gonna be one of them because I feel like this is the good, like this is a good like trick or treat kind of movie, just like a good like have fun with it film. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. Um, any last thoughts on Malignant? Uh, no, I think you know. I think everything said. Like uh, you know, I think if, if, at this point, you've either we spoiled it for you, or you haven't seen it, and or you have watched it. And I think you know, if you haven't watched it, please do. And but, even if you know the twist, like seriously, watch it. it, it it's such a fun movie. See, and, and that's I'm actually really excited to watch it again because I'm I'm curious 
how well it was planned in the sense that if we watch it again, will things stand out that I didn't get before? Yeah. Because, like, I think that that would be fun. And, like, that's, that's again, that's, like, I kind of expect that will happen because I think James Wan is really good at that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping that will. And, you know, again, I can't give him all credit. He's the director, but also whoever wrote it probably did that as well. So credit to whoever helped write it as well. But I'm sure that there will be some of those in there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Once again, thank you to our opening band. That is Teddy's Atlas with the Son Horror Movie Story. You can get them off the album Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys. Uh, Any other shout-outs we want to do? Uh, I don't know. know, I think we should shout-out again our buddy, uh, Swedish Horror Movie Nerd. Um, We did that collaboration a little while ago, and it does seem like uh, he's kind of starting up his own website where he's trying to kind of host horror content so if you guys look, look yeah. him up on uh, instagram i mean find a link to his website there i think his website might, might be called swedish horror nerd uh or maybe horror nerd i i apologize can't remember off the top of my head um but he's in a little website where he's kind of uh trying to get a bunch of the people he kind of has worked with so far on his um halloween series which is still great you guys should check those out as well um and so you know i think you check it out i think he's gonna be posting some like horror news on there it kind of just asks as like a, a general hub so if you anybody's listened to this has a podcast or uh creates any kind of horror related content reach out to him i'm sure he'd be happy to kind of collaborate with you guys and help get your stuff out there sounds good awesome um i don't think we have anything on the docket in terms of like suggestions for next movies so we got to figure that out man i'm trying, I'm trying to think well it's well we should do halloween when that comes out which is i think yes. still a couple weeks away um but we are gonna we are entering into the halloween era i think our next episode will be within the october month we should do Pumpkinhead. have you done pumpkin head we haven't done pumpkin head we haven't done pumpkin head oh, we should do pumpkin head that's a pumpkin yeah, head. i remember i did see that one mm-hmm. there classic long long time ago yeah so good lance hendrickson uh a pumpkin headed creature you know what's what's not to like i think it's, it's a classic and i think it's, it's a nice classic camp which i think halloween is best for so yeah want to do pumpkin head sure that the, sounds good to me the original uh i'll talk briefly about the sequels if we want to but they're very bad <laughs> um Yeah. All right. Well, cool. All right. Sounds good. Thanks you so much for listening. Bye.